Hyatt at Impacts Pre-Owned. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impact's pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impact's pre-owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and impactspreowned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good today. Looks like a nice day out there for some drag racing and dirt racing and all kinds of racing. Yes, finally this weather's starting to cooperate with us and these dirt tracks are going to be able to get, get some work done and going to be able to get in some racing. Well, that's good. Give us more to talk about. We, uh... Working on a skeleton crew here today with, uh, you know what Ronnie's doing? No, what's Ronnie doing? He's got an announcing gig, so I guess he's come out of hibernation from the COVID. He uh, texted me yesterday, of course he got his shot last week, and uh, he uh, is doing a track meet at Southern Wesleyan University, or something, I think that's what it is, over there, in, um, I think it's in Greenville, I'm not sure, but. He said he'd be sitting in an empty grandstand calling the calling the track meet. So uh, this is the first, uh, you know, he does a lot of announcing around the area for uh, upstate and a lot of different places. So uh, it's the first time he's been out and done anything like this that I'm aware of. Uh, and Burns, he used to do Burns. So uh, good to see Ronnie getting back out and about. And uh, Greg won't be with us today. He had a his, his uh, uncle, Bill Moore passed away who was uh bud's brother and you said you knew him right yes he i think he was in the landscaping business from what i can understand and i'm being in electrical business uh we crossed paths two or three times yeah well he uh i guess i'm not sure when he passed away but greg told me yesterday the services were at 11 o'clock this morning which kind of right in the middle of our show so i greg gets a day off here to go uh pay his respects but we got a good show for you. I think we um, have a special guest coming up at 11 o'clock. And um, actually, Alan lined this one up. Who'd you get for us? I got a uh, Greer Dragway specialist over there, Hank Gatton. They're going to be starting up uh, today, from what I understand, talking to him. And uh, we got him coming on, talking about events over there. So we need to get out and support our drag racers over there we do need to support them and then 11 20 you got us another one i got tony adair over there at cherokee speedway gonna be talking about big march madness coming up over there as a matter of fact they open the gates at 10 o'clock at cherokee speedway and i know mr wilson's already sitting in them <laughs> grandstands <laughs> well i don't know if he can listen to the radio at the same time or not but uh all you folks over there at uh both places greer dragway and gaffney uh cherokee speedway uh, if you're listening it's a good day to enjoy some racing and support the local uh, local speedways, and we will uh, 
have Alan with his report a little bit later on on what's going on there and everywhere. So uh, we had a we had a race last night. Did you happen to catch any of that? Uh, come on, at nine o'clock, and uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, about eight thirty, I'm done. I'm I'm headed to the bed. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you uh, you stayed up pretty late for Daytona, though. <laughs> yeah. Now that was a little bit different. I got me a I got me a I got me a Sunday afternoon nap in. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did. It was a long <laughs> rain delay there. Well, they ran a truck race yesterday or last night, and it didn't start till nine o'clock, like Alan said. And it was the Bucked Up 200, which they ran at Las Vegas, which is the home track of uh, several of the drivers, including both of the Bushes. But uh, I watched it, and it was uh, actually I was switching back and forth between it and Psycho on uh, Turner Classic Movies. But it was an it was a Psycho race. If you want to know the truth, there were a lot of crashes. A lot of flaming crashes, and uh, nobody got hurt, but they tore up a whole bunch of equipment. And it came down to, uh, actually, Kyle Busch was in this race, and he got behind early, and I'm not sure exactly how. I think that was when I was watching the uh, um, Janet Lee get murdered in the shower. But he uh, got a lap behind somehow, but when he came, uh, when they came back out, they had so many caution flags, it was a piece of cake for him to get his lap back then he uh worked his way up through the field in about two laps he went from 24th to 15th i think and then they had another caution of course then they were all bunched up and he was right there with them but he just couldn't seem to get by um or or even get up to his other truck which was being driven by john hunter nemechek so uh kyle had a good night he finished first and second however his other truck with uh, John Hunter Nemechek was the winner, and it was good to see him. That's uh, Joe Nemechek's brother, who's named after, uh, I'm sorry, Joe Nemechek's son, who's named after Joe Nemechek's brother, who lost his life at Homestead. And um, he was first in the Mobile One uh, Toyota. Second, as I said, was Kyle Bush, who started that race in 29th, so he had to pass a lot of them anyway. Uh, third was Austin Hill. Fourth was Stuart Friesen, and he is a Canadian, as we talked about last week. And fifth was Matt Crafton. Sixth, Zane Smith. Seventh, Grant Enfinger. Eighth, Parker Klingerman. Ninth, Christian Eckes. And tenth, Ben Rhodes. So uh, the uh, the lady, there were a couple of them in that race, but um, Hallie Deegan has come over to run the series full-time. But uh, she had a pretty rough night. She finished 28th, uh, right ahead of Jennifer Joe Cobb, who was 29th. So, anyway, the uh, like I said, they tore up a whole bunch of trucks. And I guess uh, I need to look at the schedule and see if they're supposed to be at Phoenix. But point standings for the trucks after, uh, I guess this is the third race. Is Joe, Nem- Joe Hunter Nemechek is first. Ben Rhodes second. Sheldon Creed third. Mad Crafton fourth. And Chandler Smith is fifth, and we'll uh, we'll just cut it off right there. But Perry, yes, sir. Don't forget, we still had Homestead last weekend that we hadn't. Uh, we not had another. Uh, I ain't gonna say surprise winner, but uh, twenty four car comes shining through whenever it got dark. From what I've seen, it looked like a totally different car, and uh, won the second stage point, and then went on to win the. Main event there at Homestead and got his ticket punched in to 
the championship round. I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got two hours. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to put it all in the first ten minutes. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. We did have a cup race, and he'd only won one other race. And of course, we're talking about William Byron, who uh, he was not a first-time winner. He's a second-time winner. But he, uh, you know, he made the chase. I'm not remember. I don't remember if he was the last one that got in last year, but he was pretty close to it. And uh, once again, we've got three people that have punched their ticket to the playoffs, and they're not. Uh, they got one win between them. Uh, I mean, up coming into this year, now they've got a uh, um, four wins between them. But yeah. I said, you're looking over there at the scoreboard. We uh, we, we still got, haven't picked we got, a winner. We got seven professional pickers here, and none of us have picked a winner yet. Well, look at it this way: that's 21 <laughs> picks, and we haven't picked a winner yet. So. Uh, We'll uh, we'll try it again this week, and um, but yeah, that was a good race, and William Byron actually led 102 laps. So uh, of a of a 267 lap race, that was that was pretty dominant. Nobody else was particularly close to leading that many laps, but it was a good race, and William Byron was the winner. But how close did we come to having another two uh, no time winner take it? And that was Tyler Reddick was second. Yes, and I think if that race had gone another 10, 15 laps, he, he might have been the winner because he was closing. He was coming in a hurry. I mean, he was knocking off almost a second a lap out there. And, I mean, what can you say? I mean, he was on fresh tires. And you see what fresh tires actually done at that racetrack. I mean, people don't realize it, but that track's down there in the hot sun all summer long, and it gets wore out in a hurry. So it, It's uh, rough. They say it's, it's rough. a rough track. It is. And Go ahead. And uh, like I said, whenever you got fresh tires, they call him poor Mr. Feelgoods. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was feeling pretty good. But, you know, I don't know the exact number, but he has had a lot of second place finishes. And um, it's getting pretty frustrating for him. He drives for Richard Childers, and he drives that number eight car, the, the number that uh, Junior had for so long. But he's going to get his win one of these days uh, I don't think there's any question about that but this has got to be like the fourth or fifth uh, second place finish he's had and he uh, race just wasn't long enough like I said uh, he was coming well that's uh that's part of the game you got you gotta you got to stage it out there to where you got to be your best at that last white flag lap well it was a Chevrolet day and they uh, actually Ford has won most of the races down there but not last week so William Byron was the winner Tyler Reddick was second. Martin Truex was third. Uh, Kyle Larson had his best finish so far with a fourth, driving for uh, Rick Hendrick in the number five car, which is back. Kevin Harvick was fifth. Malcolm, Mc Malcolm, there I go. Michael McDowell <laughs> was sixth with another good run. Now, he doesn't know he's not supposed to be running up front with those boys. He's supposed to be back about 15th like he used to always be. Well, kind of since we haven't had qualifying, and then you could be able to get to pick your pit positions. Now they're going by last week's results and stuff. Now they get to be able to pick. So guess what they're getting to do now? They're getting to be able to get a better pit stall. People don't realize what them pit stalls actually mean about coming back out on that racetrack. And, uh, well, why don't you tell us? Well, uh, everybody knows that a long time ago that your championship always got pit stall number one. So that means you can keep your speed up all the way down pit road and get to your pit stall. And then all you got to do is about probably, say, 70, 80 foot, go across that line, and that's where you come back out on. Yeah. That's the reason here lately that you've been seeing these boys either pick the first pit stall on pit road 
of the very last pit stall on pit road, uh, Martin Truex, I think, started that. Whenever, just as soon as you come off the racetrack, getting that first stall, come out, then you can run the whole speed all the way down that pit road. Instead of that being in the middle, then you've got to slow down, and then you get, you come to your pit stop, then you got to pick your speed back up. This way, they only lose that speed at one spot. And it's pretty crowded. And in, the, pretty, in the middle of that pit road. Pretty, well, you see where it got kind of crowded. Yeah, we did have a nasty uh, little accident in the Xfinity race, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, they used to always like to be by an opening, too, didn't they? Is that, yeah. That's still good? Opening opening, opening means that you can be able to get out of your pit stall without having to put it in reverse sometimes. Because right. sometimes you'll get a guy, he wants to short pit his stall, yeah. and that puts you kind of in a tight spot trying to get out but nobody would do that on purpose would they no <laughs> no <laughs> used to don't get me wrong used to they could leave their tires yeah. after their pit they could leave their tires on pit road and your rear tire change would actually leave it laying at the corner of their thing so that the guy behind them you remember whenever you used to see the car pushing the tire yeah. down pit road that's and he really didn't even know it was up there in the way I think uh, Greg said, uh, I don't remember if he said Maurice Petty or Dale Enman. I think he said Dale Enman was all the time doing that. Leaving that tire laying back there at the corner so <laughs> that your man behind you had to kind of turn hard to get out. Wow, I tell you what, that's gamesmanship, they call that. Well, William Byron won the race. Uh, okay, and I got all the way to sixth place. M- Michael McDowell was sixth, still having a... Getting good starting spots every week because of winning Daytona, and he's going to have another one for next week, which we're getting ready to talk about. Uh, seventh was Ryan Newman, eighth Kurt Busch, ninth Alex Bowman, and tenth Kyle Busch. Um, and we picked—I uh, don't know—did we even pick the second? We didn't even pick the second place guy no, last no, week. We yeah. didn't even pick the eight car, nothing like it. No, and I'm probably—we <laughs> probably never will. But uh, the. Uh, Point standings shake out like this, and once again, there is a point standings and a playoff standings. And I only do the playoff standings because that's the one that counts, as far as I'm concerned. It, but and it encompasses the point standings anyway. So, uh, and uh, as I've said, the tiebreaker here, you've got the top three guys that have each won one race: Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, and William Byron. But the tiebreaker is the the stage points and everything. So that's why they're so important. So Michael McDowell is your points leader with 106 stage points. Christopher Bell is second. William Byron is third. And then you've got the guys um, in order that haven't won a race yet from the point standings. And that would be Denny Hamlin is fourth. Kevin Harvick fifth. Joey Logano is sixth. Chase Elliott seventh. Kurt Busch is eighth. Kyle Larson ninth. Martin Truex is tenth. And we'll keep going because the first 16 make it. 11th is Brad Keselowski. 12th is a tie between Ryan Priest and Austin Dillon. 14th is Cole Custer. And 15th is a tie between Bubba Wallace and Chris Boucher, who actually had a real good race, Boucher did. So, uh, of course, we got a long way to go, but if the playoffs started today, those would be the guys in it. And uh, some fresh faces and some pretty familiar ones that aren't there. Now, they have set the Starting lineup for this week, I don't know if you're aware of it, Alan, but uh, Kevin Harvick is on the pole. William Byron is second. Row two is Kyle Larson and Martin Truex. Row three is Michael McDowell. He's starting um, fifth, so he's right up there again. 
uh, with uh, Denny Hamlin sixth, Kurt Busch in his hometown is seventh, Chase Elliott is eighth, Alex Bowman is ninth, and Brad Keselowski is tenth. So uh, looking on down the line here at some others. Now, I, I tell you who seems to be really under a lot of pressure and hasn't done a thing yet so far this year, and that's Matt D. Benedetto, who uh, drives for the Wood Brothers, and he already knows he's not going to have the ride for next year because they're going to put Austin Sendrick in the car. But, uh, you know, he, he needs to have some good showing so he can uh, audition for a ride somewhere. And, uh, I mean, he's he's way back in the standings, and he's starting this race in 30th. So uh, there's 38 cars in the race, and that will be uh, the... 24th annual Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube, and that will be tomorrow afternoon. And I'll have the time for you in a minute when I do the TV results. So, tell you what, let's do. We'll hold Xfinity off here for a few minutes and take our first break. And, um, in fact, come back and you'll give us what's happening locally, Alan. All righty. Okay. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. You already know Carolina Driveline is the upstate's leader for custom drive shafts and high-performance racing. But did you know Carolina Driveline also specializes in agricultural and industrial equipment? Carolina Driveline can keep your equipment moving so you're never down for long. And when the work weekends, Carolina Driveline's 37 years of experience can deliver the best in off-road racing and 4x4 solutions. Whether it's your workday equipment, your everyday car, or your weekend 4x4, Carolina Driveline is your high-performance solution. Find out more at carolinadriveline.com. Founded in 1997, R.J. Rockers is Spartanburg's original brewery and go-to stop in downtown Spartanburg. But R.J. Rockers is so much more than a brewery. It's an entertainment destination with a tap room featuring great food, a weekday hoppy hour, trivia night, live entertainment, and special events throughout the year. Follow Spartanburg's original brewery on social media and rjrockers.com. 
Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at ImpexPreOwned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And I just broke uh, these headsets I got are the ones I used at Carolina when I was getting my degree in journalism. And uh, let's see, I got there in 1970, so they're only a little over 50 years old. And I just broke the volume control off the left side. I broke the volume control off the right side a long time ago. Uh, let me touch on one thing here real quick. Truck Series is off next week, and they'll be back at Atlanta. Everybody else will be in Phoenix. So uh, Truck Series, uh, they'll need a week off to put something back together because they tore a bunch of them up last night. What but, you got, Alan? Well, uh, I got one thing to start with. I need to call Jimmy Nodine talking about Impex yep. autos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I come by there yesterday, and there's a big old center console bolt sitting in front of it. At office. I mean, you know, uh, he's getting in the boat business, too, I think. Well, you know what? I uh, If he's listening, I actually listen to, uh, I don't listen every week, but I do listen to Open Mic, which comes on at 3 o'clock to hear what Clary and Smitty and Alex are up to. And they talked about that boat, and I was working uh, my usual uh, money laundering cases and, and listening out of one ear, but... I don't know if somebody traded that thing in or, or what the deal is or a repo. I, I have no idea, but they talked about having a huge boat there on the lot. Oh, it's a pretty boat. I'm going to tell you, and I'm a boat person. Well, I used to fish, and uh, I still got a boat. Well, he'll probably give you a deal on it if you I go down got, I got my center console. Okay. In fact, uh, I might just start doing a little bit of fishing here. So uh, After noon on Saturday, I hope. Uh, we'll, we'll have to talk about that a little bit. They got, they got a tournament. Uh, they got a tournament this weekend over on Hartwell, which has fishing. We into racing. Let's get back into racing. Which uh, what you got? Let's go down towards Hartwell. We're gonna go on down the little road just a little bit. We're gonna go on down to Livonia Speedway. They had the Spring Natties down there last weekend. We're gonna start off with the 602 Thunder Series. That's a 602 late model car. Uh, one of our local drivers went down there, David Smith. Oh yeah, he won that race. Second place was David McCoy. Third place was Ross Bray. In the 602 Charger Division, get, don't you get to know, get get you some of this. First place went to Coltrane Palmer. That's the name there. That's a, that's a Coltrane. That's, that's a long time since I've heard that. What, what were you said, Dukes of Hazard or something? Duke, Dukes of Hazard, Roscoe P. Coltrane. Oh, okay, well, I, I thought you were going to say Cold Trickle from... Uh, <laughs> no, from, not from the Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder, there yep. you go. Second place went to Tucker Anderson. Third place went to Keaton Smith. And the Modified Street Division. First place went to Michael Seegers. Second place went to Chris Cape. Third place went to Alan Rich. In the Mid-East Modified Division, a name very familiar that I call out a lot. First place went to Stephen Padula. Second place went to Chris Stowe. Uh, third place went to Jeff Parsons. In the MMSA Modified 4 Series, first place went to Harley Holden. Second place went to Matt Gilbert. Third place went to Travis Mosley. In the Extreme 4 Division, first place went to Wayne Taylor. Second place went to Tony Stevens. Third place went to Justin Harris. 
okay at Carolina Speedway last week. They were supposed to have a big race up there. They got part of their race in. And the Super Sportsman Division, first place went to Timbo Magnum. Second place went to Josh Wilkerson. Third place went to Luke Edison. And the Pro 4 Division, first place went to Jerry Oliver. Second place went to Patrick Ains. Uh, third place went to Adam Vandiver. And the Thunder, Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Blake Bentley. Second place went to Madison Hoots. Third place went to Hank Taylor. Uh, the Blue Ridge Outlaw Motor, uh, late models were supposed to have been there. They got postponed due to weather conditions, and I showed you a picture of it. That was, uh, <laughs> they needed their fog lines on for that one. <laughs> they need something, but they are going to be postponed till March 19th. Uh, going to make that race up for them on uh, March 19th. And now, we're going to come on down here to Cherokee Speedway. They had a race last Sunday over there. First place in the 604 Crate Lake Models. We're going to go first place, John Ruggiero Jr. That boy's getting on a good start this year. Uh, second place went to Carson Ferguson. Third place went to Jeremy Steele. And the Super Sportsman Division. First place went to Luke Edison. Second place went to Dennis Williams. Third place went to Landon Thoreau. And the Street Stock Division. First place went to Damian Crump. Second place went to Dalton Peavy. Third place went to Andrew Blackwood. And the Thunder Bomber Division. Heard his name just a second ago up at Carolina. First place went to Blake Bentley. So he's getting on a roll this year. You can tell these people have done their homework over the wintertime. Second went to Steve Green. Third place went to Daniel Massey. In the Stock 4 Division, first place went to Logan Ritchie. Second place went to Dustin Bolin. Third place went to Nate Worley. In the Extreme 4 Division, first place went to Travis Langford. Second place went to Mason Mack. Third place went to Justin Harris. Okay. Young Gun Division. Young Gun moved up to V8 this year. That's what you were telling me. That's, yes, uh... it did. Uh, first place went to Ronnie Penson. Second place went to Bryson Freeze. Third place went to Walt Waddell. Waddell. I wonder if he's... No, we can't go there. <laughs> uh, I don't know any Waddell, but Waddell Wilson. Yeah, that's that's about that's about it right there. That's what I was thinking. When you hear these names that's been associated with racing all your time, you kind of you kind of get to thinking there. Uh, heard last night that uh, Harris Speedway they had a practice session. Their first race up at Harris will be next Sunday on the 14th. Uh, kind of glad they're going to get everything set there. Their governor's kind of opening up that state up a little bit. Carolina's next race will be on the 19th as well. All these boys is talking about these big races. And uh, a lot of these boys will work together as far as letting them uh, have their big race at the beginning of the year. So they kind of don't interfere with each other's racing, stuff like that. And... Uh, Glad to see them work together. And uh, coming to about 11, 11.20 today, we'll be talking to Tony A. Dare right. over at Cherokee Speedway. They got the March Madness. That's going to be a big race over there This starting today. Gates actually opened at 10 o'clock this morning. They're going to start racing over about 1 o'clock today. They'll have a two-day deal there. They will actually bring the Super Late Malls in, which they probably run into Super Late Malls, be running somewhere else tonight. But they'll all file in there tomorrow 
and uh, have a big old show. And But today's show is going to be just as good. And we'll let Tony A. there talk about that coming up at the 11.20 hour. Okay. But uh, as far as uh, getting out here, support your local racing people. If you don't, these racetracks are going to close down like a lot of them do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Myrtle Beach Speedway, it's, it's, a, it's history now. Yeah, it is. Um, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. The 25T still sitting over in the corner? 25T sitting up on the table, pushed over in the corner. Oh, man. <laughs> you don't even go in there and dust it off or anything? Or? I'm dusting off my fishing rod, Terry. <laughs> and uh, I told, I called my brother, don't get me wrong, you see what they're having at Hartwell this weekend? No, I don't. The College World Series of Bass Fishermen. Hmm. They were supposed to have it at Lake Norman four weeks ago, but North Carolina governor said no. But our governor said, come on down to Lake Hartwell, boys. Yeah. 261 bass boats. Good gracious. From 48 states are fishing at Lake Hartwell. Started yesterday and fishing today. And just think about how much revenue that is oh, to yeah. the Hartwell community down there. Now, um, that's college, though? College, college. College fishing teams. I text my brother. I said, "How would you let know you sent your son to college to learn how to bass fish?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine a lot of guys go to college and they've already mastered that that uh, degree. But uh, I, I wonder how that works. That's fascinating. If they have like, a, I mean, that's a lot of boats. It's just like a, you got like a first team and a second team, or can well, you? Well, the thing about it is, Perry, my club, which is Stropper Kings, we fish for a different form of fish. Uh-huh. As far as largemouth, they're having a tournament over there today, and you having a crappy tournament going out over there today. But they at different landings. You have to you have to book these landings like, uh, by say six months in advance with the DNR, so that none of you overlap each other as far as getting into landings. But now the lake is seventy one thousand acres, so I mean you got plenty of room. Well, that was my, that was another <laughs> question I had: is how, how do you? I mean. <laughs> Can you, you can you overlap? I mean, can you go anywhere you want to? You or can you go just... anywhere you want to. I've been out there fishing and had bass boats come by me running. Uh, striper fishing is a little bit different from uh, largemouth bass fishing because we kind of get in one spot and stay. Uh, bass fishermen they running all up and down that lake wide open stuff like that. But but you don't know what you're going to catch, do you? Or... Yeah, yeah, you know what you're going to catch, just like racing. You know what you know what you going. If you if you put a worm on a hook and throw no, it in the water, hide a worm. No, you don't fish no worms no more. You, know, <laughs> you old time, you old time fishing. Uh, I, I tell you, I catch all my fish at the wagon wheel fish camp, like oh. I told you. But well. but but I mean, okay, so a different. A different bait will catch a different kind of fish, and you don't have to worry about catching the wrong thing. Yes, sir. Uh, see, I oh, never yes, crossed sir. my mind. Yes, sir. I use a I use a trout that's twelve to fourteen inches long. Is bait bait the the, the bait, bait is twelve inches long? Big bait, big fish. They got fish in there that big. I'll show you pictures of some fifty pound strappers. At Lake Hartwell. Lake Hartwell. Okay. Does Tiny Lunsdale own the record? No, he does not. He lost the record to Tim McConnell. What What did he? What was he? What did he catch that was the record? Uh, Tiny Lund had it fifty fifty two or fifty four pounds. He come in with a sixty three. But what kind of fish was it? A striped bass. Oh, okay. That's what Tiny's was, was a striped bass. And that, bass. Was, that was down at Lake Santee or something I like that? I think it was on Santee. Tiny okay. Lund had our record for a long time. Fishermen and stuff. Well, you know, I, I think 
a lot of us race for fish, and a lot of fishermen race. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I, I think uh, I think Tiny's and I could be wrong, and uh, somebody well, it, it won't be uh, Ronnie looking it up because he's doing a track meet. But I think Tiny's was fifty five pounds. Maybe it was rounded up because that was his racing number before before my daughter met Danny and I got back into racing because Danny wanted to get into racing. Yeah. I was fishing hard at times and I was fishing tournaments and I had to take a lie detector test for what and uh, and it's considered a business yeah. too. I mean that's uh, it is that's so, his business. Yes, sir. That's his business. Uh, so, you know, mean, it, uh, just like the tra- Alan, just like the track bike, you know. Um, at it, it, the dirt tracks, I, you know, they they put down gallons and gallons of water. Without, you know, water's not free. But over here, we put we he he mixes this mixture, and it's called um, we call it track bite. But anyway, he sprays the whole track, both lanes, two or three times, and people don't realize that that's about five hundred dollars worth of chemicals and mixture uh, when he does that. And just like, you know, lots of days, people don't think about it. He gets out here and sprays it, and then two hours later, uh, you get a little rain shower and have to call the race. Well, see, that goes $500. Yes, it does. You know, so that stuff's very expensive. So he has to be real. You know, he's, he kind of waits to the last. I mean, just like today, it won't matter today because you know the weather's perfect today, but. Some days you got to really wait to the last minute to try to make that decision. Yep, and, and you know people and people don't understand that they will. I mean, they'll call for us or complain about you know why did you wait so long to call it? But I mean, we try, we try our our best to get one of these races in. But sometimes you, you just it just can't be done. But you got to wait to the last minute, unfortunately. Well, I know at the end of last season, you text me was wanting to know if we were still on the air because I knew y'all was probably having something about Turkey Day or something like that. It was toys or something yep. like that. And uh, yep. I was sorry to mm-hmm. text you back that we had done gone off the air, and <laughs> but I knew what was yep. I knew what was fixing to come, and I kind of hated it. We was not still on the air for you. Yes, sir. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we always have a we always have a uh, a Halloween race. Right there in October, and we usually try to have a, a Thanksgiving race. Usually, about maybe the first week of November, but right in there because. And I think like said, I the, think y'all the weather kinda, gets crazy after that. And I think y'all kind of take up toys and stuff like that sometimes for the kids. And oh stuff. yeah, we uh, yeah. Start like in October, we start take we start taking up uh, an unwrapped toy because uh, we give our the drag I should. The drag strip gives to uh, a, a, a charity, um, and I wish I knew the name of it. I, I apologize. I don't. But he does take all those gifts, and uh, they do take them somewhere and give them to uh, to a charity. Because, uh, like I told a lot of people, uh, us racers do have a big heart. We sure do. I mean, if uh, yeah, we're not all we're not all nitty gritty. Uh, we need to greet at the racetrack, but when it's time to give or time to look out for one of our, one of our racers or, or somebody in the community, uh, we'll be the first ones to step up. That's exactly right. Y'all do Halloween, too, yep. if I remember correctly, where the little kids uh, go from, like, trunk to trunk or something like that? Yes, sir. He'll stop the race. Or he, uh, what he's been doing, 
uh, for the last couple of years is he will will go ahead and have the whole race because he'll have it during the day, and then when the race is over, uh, we we have a, we actually have a uh, costume contest where it's like zero to six, and then from like seven to twelve, and then from 12, thirteen on up, and then uh, then they'll trick or treat from trailer to trailer or trunk to trunk. Most of them are trailer to trailer over here. And, um, oh, yeah, well, you know, a lot of chil- a lot of children to come in from the neighborhood around here or, or people bring them in the car because they know we do it every year. And, uh, I had some, I got some pretty good candy this last time. We're talking to Hank Guyton from Greer Drag Strip, who's <laughs> getting underway today. But it, today's test in tune, right? And and you say you do this for a couple of weeks? Yes, sir. We was going to test in tune last week. And, you know, I think it was, was it raining? It was, was pretty it? iffy. Yeah it, yeah, it rained Friday night. And then when it's so cold like it was, the track, you can't get the track dry in time. So he, he, he moved it to the day. So, um... We'll do test and tune today. We'll do test and tune again Thursday night. This coming Thursday night will be our first one. And then he'll probably do test and tune one, one more weekend. And then we'll go racing probably the the third weekend, I'm sure, of March. Because the last weekend of March, now we got a $5,000 to win uh, right here at the Greer Dragway for, uh, for the pro cars. And I think he's paying five hundred dollars for the junior dragsters. That's the kids that are from uh, six or eight to uh, seventeen, I believe it is. So that's a good thing for children or for uh, a family that's wanting to uh, find a sport or something they can all get together and have fun with. Junior dragsters is a is the thing to have. Well, my daddy, he in built- my opinion. Well, my daddy, he built dirt cars, and somebody asked him about dirt cars. He said, that's the only way I can keep Mike and Allen out of trouble. <laughs> he hey, said, it worked, didn't it? It worked pretty good. <laughs> that's right, yeah. And I see a lot of I see a lot of uh, fathers and, and daughters and fathers and sons and mothers and sons and daughters, and they all over here on uh, Saturday, uh, you know, racing together. And they all come together, and they... And they leave together. So, I mean, it's a, that's probably one of the better things that uh, IHRA and NHRA has started or come out with is is that right there. You're exactly right. Get families yeah. involved. Well, I'm telling you. Uh, go ahead. I It's going to say, yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, you can, you can, actually, you can probably, you can get started for probably, $2,500, maybe a little less. Now, you can spend whatever you want to spend, but, you know, when they're, when they're, when they're six, I mean, eight, I think it's eight to ten, or eight to eleven, so you can only go so fast, and, and it's, and it's, it's, I'm sure it's slow to them, but it's, it's safe, and that, you know, once you get a little older, you can speed up a little bit, so it ain't like you just come over here, and you go out, and buy the fastest junior dragster you can find. It don't work that way, you know. So it's 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 safe, and it's a good thing to do. It's a lot of fun, and 
and like I said, it, it, it occupies uh, these kids, you know, for Saturday. So, yeah. Well, I've always heard, you always heard that a family that prays together stays together. I've always said a family that races together gets a little closer, too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, there's I a mean, lot of they, families that do it. Like I said, I've been coming over here since 1979, and, I've, you know, I've seen kids, you know, they was over here in diapers, and now uh, I'm lucky enough to get to race with them. And I'm racing with some of their their children now. So, uh, I mean, it's they all here, and you know they've been here long as I have. And it's it's just like Alan said. I mean, it's this is like when I come over here. It's like this is part of my family. You know, yeah. I I enjoy coming over here because I know I'm gonna see people that uh, I hadn't well, I hadn't seen since October or, or November. You know. Uh, but uh, you know they they talk what I talk. You know, you know, if you hang around me for a little while. At some point in time, we're gonna we're gonna talk racing. <laughs> so, and if you don't want to talk racing, my wife fusses at me now. You know, she's like, you know, if you can't talk racing, you can't even talk to you. And I'm like, well, what else are they to talk? About? <laughs> we don't want to talk, we don't want to talk. Politics. So, no, I mean, we don't do that. that. Yeah. Hey, uh, I think I think I think got too involved in that already. I got to stay away from that. <laughs> hey, uh, Hank, uh, yeah. it's okay to come to the, to the track hungry, isn't it? Absolutely, we got the best concession stand uh, around, more like a restaurant. Uh, that's what I hear. If he if he uh, maybe that's what he ought to do. Alan, we talk about improvements. What he ought to do is uh, is build onto the concession stand. And put some tables in there and turn it into a restaurant. There you go. Because it's good. I, I mean, all of it's cooked right there. We don't, you know, it ain't nothing cooked and brought over here. They cook everything right there in the concession stand. Man, that sounds good. Hank, you sounded a little yeah. uh, uh, dubious whether or not you could do 20 minutes with me on the air. And uh, you made it. So congratulations. Oh, I can go twenty more. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about we do twenty? How about we do twenty more when we get the season started? And we'll be glad to have you back on. You said that'll be uh, like end of March, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, probably not next weekend, period. But the next weekend will be our. Uh, I'm gonna say I'll be our first regular race, and then the next weekend is the five thousand dollar race, and then the first weekend in April is our first points race. We run a point system just like, uh, you know, all the other tracks do. And um, so that'll be our first one starting in March. And I think we got 10, 10 points races throughout the season well, lined I'll, up. I'll get with you between now and then, and we'll have you back on uh, one of those weekends anyway. Yes, sir. Oh. I enjoy being on your show, and I appreciate y'all uh, letting me be on the show. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Gene Fulton this morning. He had a knee replacement last Wednesday, or this past Wednesday, and uh, I know he's home recovering, so I just want to give a shout-out to him. Yeah, Gene, uh, I've had two of them, so you'll be fine. Just hang in there. Well, he must be doing pretty good because uh, I talked a little bit earlier about Scotty up there at Spartan Crank Shaft, and he said he was laid up in his house where he fell off a ladder, and he said the first phone call I got was from Gene Fulton. won't know if he could get a crank shaft ready. <laughs> so he's not hurting too bad. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, Hank, thank you for coming on, and we will definitely talk to you again uh, here in the very near future. And good luck with everything out at uh, Greer Dragway. All right. Thank you, fellas. Y'all have a great day. Okay, you too. That's Hank Guyton, and I almost said Spartanburg Dragway, but I caught myself. Well, Spartanburg's a lot of history between Spartanburg Greer right there. There's a lot of history in, in round track racing plus straight line racing. Well, as a matter of fact, we could have a phone call. Uh, Bobby Bennett, I think, is on the road. Um, he was in Valdosta, Georgia last week, and I think Gainesville's actually next week, or um, he might be down there now. But anyway, we could get a phone call from him. I just told him to call on then. But uh, we're going to take a break right now and come back and talk to Tony A. there and see what's going on out at Cherokee Speedway. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. You already know Carolina Driveline is the upstate's leader for custom drive shafts and high-performance racing. But did you know Carolina Driveline also specializes in agricultural and industrial equipment? Carolina Driveline can keep your equipment moving so you're never down for long. And when the work weekends, Carolina Driveline's 37 years of experience can deliver the best in off-road racing and 4x4 solutions. Whether it's your workday equipment, your everyday car, or your weekend 4x4, Carolina Driveline is your high-performance solution. Find out more at carolinadriveline.com. Here comes lunchtime. You know that unlike some barbecue places, Bubba's Barbecue and Bash has ribs for lunch every day. Bubba's also has great burgers, pulled pork, calabash chicken, all of your favorite sides, and some of the best sauce around. Top it off with Bubba's famous banana pudding or a slice of pecan pie for dessert, and you'll make Bubba's your barbecue home. Bubba's Barbecue and Bash, 827 West Blackstock Road, just a half mile from Westgate Mall. Have lunch at Bubba's today. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. And uh, it's my great pleasure to bring on the line with us from uh, Cherokee Speedway, Tony Adair. How you doing out there, Tony? Doing great. How are y'all doing today? We're doing good. Now, I need your undivided attention. Don't you go rolling over somebody's car out there or something. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I can keep it in one piece and keep it between the walls. <laughs> what are you doing? What did you tell me you were doing? I'm actually r- rolling the racetrack in. They uh, they just finished putting some water on it, and we're getting out here and start rolling her in, getting her, you know, getting her rolled down, sealed off, and getting ready for racing today. Okay, so um, what time does things get started, and uh, and uh, how late are you going to go? Uh, Well... Both days this weekend, you know, the 10 a.m. gates open, uh, get everything rolling, uh, get everybody signed in, get everybody in the gates and all. 1230 drivers meeting both days. Uh, and, you know, we'll start hot laps and then uh, get into, you know, qualifying heat races and features. Uh, it, it, it'll be, you know, the day won't be quite as bad because it won't be as long a feature as tomorrow when we have our supers roll in. Uh, because they normally run about a sixty lap feature on Sunday, but it, it'll it'll be most of the day today, and then tomorrow may run into you know maybe six seven o'clock, you know about dark. But yeah, uh, ten different divisions, five divisions are racing today, and then we'll have, have five more divisions come in tomorrow for tomorrow's show. And what's it cost to get into uh, to the stands and the pits and everywhere? Yeah, today in the stands. It's Twenty and it's thirty tomorrow, or you can get a two-day pass for both days for forty. And then the pits, it's uh, thirty-five today and forty tomorrow, and a two-day pass for seven. Well, I think the weather's supposed to be just about perfect. It is. It's not quite as warm as it was last Sunday. Right. When we run. It was really nice last Sunday. It was around seventy. It, it's going to be upper fifties, almost sixty degrees, but it's sunny. A little bit of a breeze, but nothing bad. It should be a perfect day for daytime racing you know it's you hate to have to do daytime racing on a dirt track but you know this time of year and when you get toward the end of the year in november i mean it's the only choice you really have because it gets so cold at night you know it's kind of hard to, to do any night racing but we will go night racing at the end of the month we have a big world of outlaw show uh started out being twenty thousand to win it's going to be the weekend of the 25th 26th and 27th the 25th will be an open practice for all divisions, and uh, we're going to have supers both nights. Uh, we'll split the field in half on Friday night for two 5,000 to win main. We'll have three supports running for big money uh, that night, and then the field will all be together on Saturday. It started out being 20,000 to win. Uh, we've had sponsorship money come in to make it 30,000 to win wow. Saturday night, March the 27th along with three more supports that night. That'll be our first night race of the season. Well, that's a lot of money, and um, uh, we may have to have you on again when it gets a little closer to tell us, just uh, for a few minutes, just to tell us about it. Well, it's actually the biggest winner's purse ever paid at Cherokee Speedway. Uh, Abba-Tampa Series raced here back in the the 90s, and I think Mr. Galt told us that they, him and his dad, Rock, it's going to be called the Rock Galt Memorial Race. Uh, Rock Galt built this place. And uh, back then, in the 90s, they had a 20,000 win race one time. But this will be the biggest winner's first and probably the biggest first ever paid at Cherokee Speedway since it's been here. That'd be something to see. Now, uh, how many how many uh, cars do you, you expect to show up for something like that? Right now, we're looking at 60 to 70 super late models. Wow. And then we'll then we'll have so many cars in our support division. 
going to be a real big weekend because basically they call that a crown jewel race. Anytime you pay 20000 or more to win, and uh, it's a big happening. And with Luther Thorne not racing that weekend, it being a world outlaw race, you're going to be able to pretty much uh, – You'll be able to get all the cars. You know, a, that want to race for big money. That's a lot of money. Who do you expect uh, since that other Lucas isn't running? Uh, does uh, will you have some other big names show up at your at uh, Cherokee? Oh, absolutely. We've got a lot of big names going to be coming tomorrow. Like uh, who? Name some. Uh, we we've got uh, Tyler Herb. They call him Turbo. <laughs> He'll be here tomorrow. We've got. Uh, Josh Richards is coming, Jonathan Davenport, Brandon Overton, been one of the hottest drivers the last couple of years on the circuit. Uh, he'll be here. Uh, we have Chris Madden, Chris Ferguson, uh, let's see, uh, Hudson O'Neill, uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. Yeah, we have several big names that's going to run Smoky Mountain tonight and be here tomorrow for our race here tomorrow for our Super. So, probably a little bit. Uh, bigger name field than we normally have for this race. That's great. That sounds good. So uh, you really don't have too much uh, uh, separation because of the COVID anymore? I mean, can you pretty much come in there and sit, or are you still spacing them out a little bit, or how's that working? Well, uh, I mean, now the restrictions is, you know, seems to be getting lighter and lighter. Right. Even, in, even in North Carolina, where I live, they've uh, backed off on some of the restrictions this week, and uh, no, we, we're pretty much been able to uh, go with it. You know, we're just putting on a show, and uh, you know, of course, people can wear a mask and social distances. You know, they want to, but uh, yeah, the restrictions and all seem to be lightening up some, and I think we're going in the right direction with the COVID. Oh, well, I know we are. I've had my first shot, so uh, I'm uh, waiting on March 22nd to get the other one. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if it's too early to open the whole states up like Texas and California and a lot of them have done. But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely getting better out there. And it's good to uh, – I went to a, a restaurant bar last night, went to Dudley's, and it was uh, was nice to be back in business with them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're looking at a year, you know, now. Right. Uh, because I remember we were putting this show on last year and – about the time we got through with it, the next thing I knew, I mean, you know, it, it hit us wide open about this time last year. Yeah. Did y'all actually close down for a while? We did. We actually uh, had to close down from uh, the second weekend in March to the first weekend in May. And then we were able to put on uh, two or I think it was three races. Three weekends in a row, we were able to put on races without fans, which is very hard to do. Because uh, as from a promoter standpoint, it's hard to get the capital you need to pay the purses without sponsors right. and without charging entry fees to the racers, you know. But, I mean, they, they were glad to do it just to get the race, of course, for a few weekends. And in the uh, last weekend in May, Memorial Day weekend, we were able to open up to a certain limit. And then we pretty much went from there and, you know, things got better as, as the year went on as far as the limits and all went, and we were able to pretty much race as normal as we got on into the year. Well, it's just all the series had to weather the storm. I know we uh, we took seven weeks off because we didn't really have anything to talk about last year doing the radio show, but uh, it's, it's great to get things back uh, 
back to normal. And I know uh, all the tracks around here, uh, every week it seems like uh, Alan's got a little bit more to talk about. And, uh, and with you guys, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll be, don't get me wrong. I I love, I love day racing to an extent, but it's really going to be great to get back, you know, the Saturday night type deal at the end of the month, you know, get a little bit warmer weather coming in here and, uh, you know, get, get into the Saturday night deal. That's when it really gets fun. You know, you can keep the track, you know, sort of, uh, tack here. You know, you don't have to deal with the dust as much and, it's just a whole lot better racing, you know. A day race is tough. I mean, Alan, a lot of people can tell you, I mean, you've really, you really got to slow down to get faster sometimes on a daytime racetrack. And it's all about handling on, on daytime more than it is even at nighttime. Well, um, you know, it's, uh, it's great to have all the tracks opening back up and, but as, as far as the night racing goes, when people start protesting each other, you don't get out of there till four or five in the morning. Well, yeah, that <laughs> that can be an issue, also. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll have that in big time dirt track racing. <laughs> well, it's like yeah. I, Tony. It's like I told Perry: if I win the race and somebody protests with me, I'll stay there till daylight comes up the next morning. It's, uh, I said you need to put a sign up over at Tech Shed. I mean, the inspection shed there. That's a sign of pride to get thrown in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, even when I raced go-karts, I can remember, you know, getting protested and, and seeing the sun come up, you know, on, <laughs> on your way home. I mean, it, it happens sometimes. Uh, luckily, it don't happen every week <laughs> because I have to be here until the last person gets out. So, you know, it makes for a long day and night. But uh, most of the time, you don't, you, don't, you don't have a lot of protesting going on, but you will have that some. I like to know who won the race when I get in my car and go home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. And a lot of times you don't. When you have a protest, I mean, you know, it's according to how expensive it is. It could take, you know, and according to what they're looking at. You know, a lot of things take a whole lot longer to check, and you have to let it cool off. And, I mean, if you go to messing with transmissions and, you know, down into the bottom end of the engines and stuff, it just it takes a long time. You know, to to get the results and all. You know, on a lot of these, a lot of these protests. I went to the Indianapolis 500. I must have been about 1982. And uh, when I left the track, Mario Andretti was no Bobby Unser was the winner. And then uh, I woke up the next morning and bought the paper, and uh, Mario Andretti had won. And then come November, it went back to Bobby Unser. So things happen. Oh, they do. I, I mean, you know, you have a set of rules to go by for a reason, you know, and you want everybody to be on the same page, and that's why you have the rules to start with. Uh, Alan will tell you, sometimes you best divisions is the divisions that don't have many rules. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Alan's division. We've uh, we've had quite a talk this morning on uh, lead helmets and lead uh, uh, ice coolers and things like that, so... Uh, We've uh, we've had quite a discussion on how to bend the rules, so I know you gotta, I know you gotta do what you gotta do. But this is gonna be. Uh, are you? Uh, let me ask you this now. I, it probably will conflict with your program there, but are you gonna go up and and, and watch them race on the dirt at Bristol? Does that interest you? I would like to. Uh, we've got something else I was wanting to talk to you about before we got off here. We we've got some go things ahead. that we're wanting to do here at Cherokee Speedway. All right, and. Uh, you know, more safety than anything, but I think it's going to help the racing also. 
uh, we're going to start double stacking walls and backfilling with dirt. And we've got about 80 of the, what they call the Lego walls. They're about 5,000 pounds a piece. And next Saturday, we're going to be off the next two weekends before we run the big race at the end of March. We're going to double stack the wall getting into turn one on the outside all the way through the outside of one and two. And right where I'm at right now in this pack vehicle coming off of turn two, we're trying to get the walls higher uh, for safety uh, into the front straightaway from about the flag stand to getting into turn one on the inside. So we have 80 of those that we're going to double stack and backfill. And so it's going to be according to where we're at on that because once we do that, it's going to allow us to be able to bank the, the top half of one and two, more like three and four, which we think will make the racing better. And, uh, you know, it, it'll also be safer by being able to do this. And we want to get that done before the big race at the end of the month. Well, i tell you what, uh, Tony, I appreciate you coming on. And um, we'll have you on several times this year. I can tell you that right now. And we'll... Uh... Absolutely. Get back with me before that big race at the end of the month because... I mean, we're hearing there may be enough sponsorship money coming in to even have a non-qualifier for the Supers. Uh, you know, if, if it was, we can get it worked out to where uh, even some of the guys that don't make the field will get to run for some money also, you know, before the end of that night on Saturday night. So I think it's, I, I think it's going to be a, probably the biggest Super race ever put on at Jersey Speedway. Okay, well, I'll get Tony to coordinate. I mean, I'll get Alan to coordinate that, and we'll get you back on the show Uh I appreciate you coming on kind of at the last moment this uh, this morning. So, uh, yeah, we'll get Alan to hook you up with uh, some time for, uh, like you said, right before uh, your big race. And we look forward to talking to you. And best of luck out there. Well, it's typically, uh, it will be a, a, full, a full night race. So you're looking at probably gates around 3, 4 o'clock, uh, probably... Uh, drivers meeting around six and racing around seven both of those nights that weekend so it'll be a, a full long night race that sounds great tony best of luck to you and uh we'll be talking to you in a couple of weeks sound like a winner i appreciate y'all having me on anytime thank you buddy all right thank y'all all right that's tony uh adair from cherokee speedway and uh man thirty thousand dollars the win did i hear that right yeah, that's exactly right good night huh that's well, a lot of dough. I was just sitting here kind of adding it up. Uh, today, he's going to hand out just in first place in five divisions. They're going to hand out almost $7,500. And then tomorrow, uh, the five divisions there, they're going to hand out over $15,000. Mm. And, uh, you know, you kind of have to stick that neck out to pull all that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he better get it rolled in good. We're going to take our last break and come back and just... Uh, Free wheel to the checkered flag. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at impexpreowned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. 
Football season is coming. Whether you're a Spartanburg Viking fan or a Chapman Panther, a Gamecock or a Tiger, whether you're a Carolina Panthers or a Washington football team fan, we can all agree that we can't wait for kickoff. Make sure you're ready for football season by visiting Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio will get your car ready for football with new speakers so you can hear the games clearly. Elite Audio has everything you need to make your ride more enjoyable from stereos and speakers to DVD players and navigation systems. So get your car ready for football season and go see the experts at Elite Audio on Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting client needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing the best in financial and investment advice to help clients reach their personal or business goals. When you are seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Founded in 1997, R.J. Rockers is Spartanburg's original brewery and go-to stop in downtown Spartanburg. But R.J. Rockers is so much more than a brewery. It's an entertainment destination with a tap room featuring great food, a weekday hoppy hour, trivia night, live entertainment, and special events throughout the year. Follow Spartanburg's original brewery on social media and rjrockers.com. Okay, and uh, we're ready for our last segment here. And we haven't touched hardly at all on Xfinity. And we've got a lot to talk about there, or some uh, some good news, actually, because uh, Deb told us his name is Myatt Snyder, and he's a first-time winner, and he won last week at uh, Homestead in an exciting race. They, you were watching uh, Batman this time, right? Yes, it's either Iron Man, Batman, Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know who. It, <laughs> uh, just as soon as he walks in the door, my TV gets going. Oh, you got to time that a little bit different, but maybe we can have the races earlier. But but I, I got I got a text said something about somebody said something on the air. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get to that right now, and a text was from me. But uh, the... Um, they were coming down. They only had like three or four laps to go. And Noah Cragson in the number nine car, and he drives for uh, JR Motorsports, Junior Motorsports, had it in the bag. I mean, he was cruising. And uh, they had just been bragging on David Starr, who had this beautiful Whataburger car. It was orange, didn't have a scratch on it, number 13. 
And with like three laps to go, they're coming into the third turn, and he blows a tire, or it went down or something. Anyway, uh, Craxton is running that high line right up against the wall, and he's flying, and he's got the race in the bag. There's nobody within about eight seconds of him. And a star goes up just right up to the wall in front of him, and um, Craxton just hits him a ton right in the rear end. I mean, it was all over. He demolished two cars. And, you know, you're just sitting there kind of yawning. Well, you know, this one's not going to be too close. So what you get is a restart. And at that point, you know, uh, Jeremy Clemens, our driver from Spartanburg here, team, um, was still doing good. He was back uh, around 10th, 11th, 12th in there. But, of course, they had a restart. And uh, Jeremy had a real good restart. And I'm looking here, and there were... um, 29 cars finished on the lead lap, and Jeremy wound up ninth. So that's pretty good. And he wasn't that far behind it to finish. But Mayat Mayat Snyder got the win in his first uh, victory for uh, an Xfinity division. He drives for Richard Childers. Brandon Brandon Jones was second, driving for Joe Gibbs. Daniel Hemrick was third, driving for Joe Gibbs. Jeb Burton was fourth in uh, the colleague car. Cindric was fifth and for Penske. Sixth was Justin Haley. Seventh, Brett Moffitt. Eighth was uh, Ryan Siege. Ninth was Jeremy Clements. And tenth was Josh Berry, who was uh, um, met Junior. He drives for Junior Motorsports. And Junior said they met about ten years ago racing online. And uh, he was so good at that, Junior uh, gave him a start in his... Uh, well, this this guy Josh Berry started running late model dirt late models, and and uh, Earnhardt kept up with him, and so he gave him a ride, and he's actually doing pretty good. So, uh, looking at uh, by the way, Jeremy in the second stage had a one, two, three, four, finished sixth. So he's getting stage points now, which are very good to do uh, to get, and it's helping him a whole lot in the point standings. Uh, a lot better start than he had last year. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you know, and he, start, and he had a 22nd to start this year. But, boy, you keep adding up those top 10s, and you're right there. Yep. And uh, don't get me wrong. You're not tearing up race cars. So no. guess what you can do? You can uh, you can make them faster. And he said, and maybe I talked about this last week. I don't remember when I talked about it exactly. But he said, I can't remember his name. This new crew chief. Um, God, I meant to write that name down. But, anyway... He said he's finding things, he's fixing things they didn't know were broke, broken. You know, he's, he's doing things, and he said it's made all the the uh, difference in the world. So, the point standings now after, uh, I guess that was the third race of the year, Austin Sendrick at first, Miat Snyder jumped all the way to second, Daniel Hemrick is third, Jeb Burton fourth, Brandon Jones is fifth, Justin Haley sixth, Harrison Burton seventh, Jeremy Clemens is in eighth place in the point standings, and that is real good. Ninth is Brandon Brown, and tenth is A.J. Allmendinger. Now, Jeremy, um, I thought he might have moved up more than he did. However, the standings compacted a little bit, and he's only 60 points out of the lead. However, he's only six points out of fifth place and 19 out of fourth. So, I mean, he's he's in a real good shape if he can keep this up and uh from what I heard him say on Open Mic Daily this week, 
this uh, Las Vegas is a fast track, and it's a good track for him, and he's looking very forward to being out there. That's what I was fixing to bring up from what I've seen. He actually runs awful good out there at Las Vegas. Well, here's how good. Let's see how he can uh, improve from his starting position, and I've got the lineup here that's set by points and Zodiac signs and all sorts of weird stuff. But Mayat, Mayat i got to get that right, Mayat Snyder's on the pole. Austin Sendrick is second. Daniel Hemrick is third. Uh, Brandon Jones, fourth. The third row, fifth and sixth, is Jeb Burton and Justin Haley. The fourth row is Brett Moffitt and Jeremy Clements. So Jeremy is starting eighth in a field of 40. That is pretty good. And with a good running car and a track that he likes, you know. They tore up a lot of trucks last night, so I hope we do better today. But uh, it was uh, he, he's sitting pretty right now. Uh, going to give him a good spot on pit road if I'm thinking right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's over there. I can see the wheels turning. He's moving his hands around. Looking further back, Josh Berry's starting uh, ninth. Almondinger's 10th. Ryan Sieg is 11th. And Riley Herbst is 12th. So uh, let me look down here see if there's any other notables. I wanted to... Uh, mm, no, I guess that's about it. I'll tell you, that's, that shows you how hard that... Uh, crash last week, hurt Noah Cracks, and he had to race in his back pocket, and he starts 34th today. So, anyway, we also want to touch on, um, so good luck to Jeremy. We also want to touch on the uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Series, which we love here, with uh, Alan's brother Mike involved in it so heavily, with the Wheeling um, Engineering Team, number 31, the Cadillacs. And they are bringing the Ally car back. It was announced this week for uh, Sebring, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. And that's really good. They're going to bring them back for the four endurance races. They're going to bring them back for Sebring, too. And then, uh, like I said, they worked out a deal that... uh, And they're racing. They've got what you call an endurance cup. they got four big races. And uh, if you can uh, pretty much uh, win that endurance cup, it means a lot. That means your car's been out there just about the whole time of the racing. Well, the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring is March the 20th. That's a couple of weeks away, and I can't wait. I'm as excited about that as I am pretty much any racing. And I think they announced that they just have three drivers. So three drivers. you got to have, I think, four drivers for 24. Yeah. Once you drop down to 12 hours, you can go back with three drivers. And I'm not sure who the third driver is, but I know they've got uh, uh, Simon Pagino and... Um, Kobayashi, the Japanese driver that did so well at Daytona. Jimmy Johnson. Uh, is, is, it's going to be Jimmy? Jim, Jimmy. Okay, yep. Jimmy Johnson. Well, that's you great. Know, you know of Ally being on it, it's going to be Jimmy. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. So it is Jimmy Johnson. Well, that'll be great. And um, so we've got that to look forward to coming up on uh, March the 20th. And there's all kinds of different coverage. You're going to have to skip around like you did with uh, twelve hour, uh, 24 hours of Daytona. And I'll have all that for you. In fact, I've actually got it right here. But um, today, the only thing we really got cooking is the uh, Xfinity race from Las Vegas. Pre-race show is at 4 to 4.30 on FS1. And the race is from 4.30 to 7 on FS1. That's the Xfinity race, and I wouldn't miss it for the world. I wouldn't go to Wagon Wheel Fish Camp to, uh, to miss that. Then tomorrow, the, uh, there's all kinds of pre-race coverage from 2 to 3 on FS1. Then on Fox from um, three thirty to from three to three thirty on Fox, and then the race is scheduled from three thirty on Fox until seven. 
uh, you know, with these overtimes, you forget about that ending time of the race because it could go any length of time with possible rain delays and things like that. But I think the weather's fine out there and with the overtimes. Then looking down the line just a little bit here on uh, Friday, March the 12th on MAV-TV at 7.30, you're going to have the ARCA series from uh, uh, Phoenix. Then, uh, and this is what makes me think Gainesville's next week because on Fox on Sunday, March the 14th from 12 to 3 is the NHRA Nationals from Gainesville on Fox, the main network. And then we go to uh, March 19th for qualifying for the WeatherTech sports cars. And that's on from 11 to 12.45 on IMSA TV. And then on March 20th, from 10 a.m. till noon on NBCSN is uh, the beginning of the 12 hours of Sebring. Then from 12 to 7, they're going to go over to NBC Sports app, which I do have on my phone. And then from 7 to 10.30, they're going to wrap it up, the finish of the race, back on uh, NBCSN. So... There was going to be some good coverage of the of the WeatherTech Sports Car Series, and I'm looking very forward to it. And if you don't want to sit at home and watch TV, we can always head over here to Cherokee or Greer Dragway. There you go. Watch, um, watch a lot of good racing. Yep. And just looking at the schedules here, we've got about four more minutes. Uh, of course, I said next week, um, looking ahead on the March 14th, the Cup boys will be in Phoenix. At 3.30 on Fox. I don't have the exact name of that race. Uh, then Xfinity will run the day before on um, the 13th. And that's at 5.30 on FS1. Uh, trucks will be off next week. They don't race again until the 20th at Atlanta. ARCA will be out at Phoenix, though. And they sort of take the trucks place on Friday night. On uh, I think that's uh will be March the 12th. And that's the Phoenix Arca 150. Indy cars, we still got to wait till April the 18th to Birmingham. So we got a long wait on those. Uh, Formula One, not quite as long, uh, March 21st. So that gives them about uh, three weeks till they get going at, uh, uh, no, two weeks. They get going at Bahrain, the Bahrain Grand Prix for their 23 race schedule. And as I mentioned, uh, the WeatherTech sports cars on March the 20th at Sebring. And I'm looking forward to that. Very much. Alan, three minutes. What you got? Well, I'd like to thank our guest today, Hank Gutton. Yep. He's over at Greer Dragway already. And then you got Tony Adair, who was actually working the racetrack over at Cherokee Speedway. He was taking the time. I ain't going to say he was talking and driving at the same time, but... Uh, I think he was. <laughs> That's what he told me he was doing. Yeah. So, I'd uh, like to appreciate our guest coming on. I'd like to appreciate all our listeners out there. Yep. And, I mean, uh, you know... You guys can call in anytime you want to. If uh, We probably won't stop and take a phone call during a guest, but it's um, 864-468-1400 is our direct phone line into the studio. I think it's pretty safe to say we're not going to hear from Bobby Bennett today, but he's probably pretty busy doing whatever it is he's doing. And uh, I touch bases with him every week, so we'll see if we can't get him to... If he if he goes to Gainesville, he's had some rough luck down there the last couple of years. He's told us he you know got the COVID last year and the year before that he hit a carcass of a tire and tore up the front of his Camaro. So uh, we'll see if we can't get him to come on next week. And uh, think about pulling that twenty five T out. We sure would like to see that car out <laughs> on the track. 
Uh, got text. Uh, Grand Boys got a football banquet tonight, so uh, you might get to watch the race. Well, he he gets out. He probably gonna get out of there about eight fifteen, eight thirty. So, how long will the race actually last? It's on, it's, they got got it scheduled till seven. Okay, got it scheduled. So I'll be able to watch this race. Well, they are they gonna throw you a curve and make you go to the banquet? No, I, 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 I'm I'm gonna probably be sitting at home. Okay, well, <laughs> and. Um, we learned a lot on the show today. Deb gave us some good information. We really appreciate her coming on as uh, talking about these Zoom calls. And she, uh, you know, she's she's in touch with NASCAR at the top level all the time, all week long. I mean, she does it for a living. Alan's an electrician. I kick people out of the bank for money laundering. But Deb's out there every day uh, uh, as a journalist in motorsports and has been for a long time. 25, 30 years, maybe longer than that. But uh, Deb's, uh, Deb's a great asset to the show. I'm a quarter electrician. I'm pretty much retired. Is there. that right? Yes. Oh, well. Uh, you ever been shocked? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a no-brainer there. If you're going to mess with it, you're going to get it. Well, you need to go down to Columbia. I understand they're getting ready to get old Sparky back in action. Yeah, I've seen that, and I like it. Yeah, well. My wife looked at me, I said, no, nah, they'll never know it. It sufficed. Well, I know. I watched the Green Mile again the other day, and uh, they uh, it was on um, one of those channels, and uh, well, it can be ugly. Well, you know, when the Green Mile come out, it come out in books. Mm-hmm. My wife was up at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning going to the stores because she heard that the next segment was out. Well, Looking for it. Well, they, uh, it's a good movie. And anyway, we... Um, uh, had a good show today, and I appreciate everybody that came on. And we'll uh, want to hope that uh, we can get Ronnie in here. Now that he's out broadcasting uh, or doing PA work at uh, all over the southeast. No excuses, Ronnie. Nah, that's kind of <laughs> what I was not saying, but uh, that's right. But he did say he was sitting in an empty grandstand, well, and we want to. Uh, you've done had your second shot, so uh, let's let's get it down. We're gonna start narrowing this down. Yeah. No, nobody's had their second shot yet on the show. No, I, I'm getting mine on Greg's birthday, which is the the 22nd of uh, March. Okay. I got to go back to Chesterville, and we. Will, Hope Greg can get back with us here coming up pretty soon to uh, get back in here with us and get us some good guests. I know he's working on some good ones. So, uh, Greg, get in here as soon as you can. You too, Ronnie. And we appreciate everybody listening. Keep it between the fences. Natalie, I'm not coming today. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg.